Okay, good evening, everyone. So tonight, we're going to talk about how to transition from one career to another without starting over. I mean, this topic is very to my heart because I went through the same thing. I went from investment banking to technology, hardware technology. I went into networking. I became a Cisco network engineer. And my first day at work, I was wearing high heels and all that. I was in a different world. You know, I, I, I didn't have the opportunity. You know, I had people that walked me through, but I, I wish that there were people that would just talk to me about every single um, bit of it. So to be able to have this opportunity to hear from somebody who has walked sim a similar journey and have so many other mentors on this call to support her and me to give you the best of um, tools that you need to, to go through this. I know there are a few people here that I've, I've talked to who are going through that. Boatima, oh gosh, she's my warrior. She's here. You know, she's trying to do that switch as well. Um, a few others, Victoria from London is doing that as well. Um, so please get your pen and papers ready. And when we open up for questions, please, open that mic, raise your hand. It's so important. It's part of the professional development, right? You have to have the courage to speak. Even if you don't have anything to say, just open your mic and say thank you, encourage the speaker and the mentors that are on the line. It's you're training yourself because you're going to be leading a session soon. You never know when I'll call upon you. I think we have a very good number here. You know, everybody, almost everyone knows Sarah, I think. She's been on a few times to contribute, but tonight she's in a hot, comfortable seat. <laughs> um, I'm going to give you the floor. Take it away. It's home, so we're all just going to have fun. Okay, welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Um, just thank you so much for having me. Um, over the past few weeks, I have been joining other calls, and I have been hog hogging on other people's calls and talks. But um, some of the questions that I've been asked or some of the questions I hear some of the connectors ask um, really spoke to me. And so I felt that it was only right that I also share my story. Um, so to begin with, I'd like to give you a little brief biography of me. I want you to be able to connect with me and understand me because even though I am in Washington, D.C., I'm not in with you all, um, I really feel that you can connect with me, okay? So my, name, my full name is Namekia Sakesi. Married Mr. Aite, and so that's where the Aite comes from. Um, I was born and raised in Ghana, believe it or not. Um, I went to school in Ghana. I went to nursery school in Mary Mary in Laboni. I went to um, I went to primary school at Christ the King International Entanglements, up through GSS three. And then my parents decided that I needed to be more disciplined, <laughs> and so sent me outside. So I went to school in England for a year and a half, and then I hated the UK. Um, I went to South Africa for a little bit and then ended up in the States where I finished off my high school and then went to university. My first degree was in accounting. And then um, my second, my master's degree was in information, information systems. Um, and of course, you're going to hear the story of that through my, my little talk here today. All right. And I would like to let you know that you're welcome to stop me um, and ask questions. And I will give you room to ask questions at the end, but also throughout mm -hmm. because um, I feel that um, I feel that this discussion is not easy, and there's no one way and one size fits all. 
So please don't hesitate. Don't be bashful. Don't be shy. Um, ask me questions. If there's any questions that I can't answer, I will research and I will find a way to get back to you to answer them. All right. So let's begin. So you've, you, you're at a point where you want to start a new career or you're in a career and you want to change industries or you want to change reinvent yourself and how do you do that right it's very scary and so like i told you before i um started off as an accountant now a bit of a backstory to that how did i get into accounting right i'm sure you'd like to know even if you wouldn't like to know i would like to tell you <laughs> um growing up as a child i was very very good at mathematics math was my strong suit um my family i have a lot of family members that are lawyers so the legal spirit is in my blood and I do believe I would have been an amazing lawyer, but the thought of writing papers and reading a book and analyzing just, it just wasn't for me. I would rather solve an equation. I'd rather, you know, calculate some numbers and call it a day. I guess that's part of my laziness. I don't know. But math was my strong suit and I was so determined to be an engineer. My grandparents would always ask me, when you grow up, what do you want to be? I would say, oh, I'm going to be an engineer. Um, I was quickly dissuaded from that. I was told as a woman, you don't want to do engineering. It's not a woman's job. You know, you won't find anyone to marry. Um, this is not the way forward. I was told to do medicine because I was so mathematically and scientifically inclined. But that bores me. I can't see blood for the life of my day. If I saw somebody, if I was a doctor and I saw somebody came to me sick and dying, I would cry with the person. Does that make a good doctor? I was too emotional for that. So, um, I decided that I was going to go into accounting because at least that's numbers. I'll be dealing with numbers. I don't have to write papers and thesis. Although as a very good arguer, that was for me. So that is how I got into accounting. Um, I did my four years and landed as an accountant. I wrote my CPA exams, which to you, I believe is similar to the ACCA. So I'm chartered um, and started my career. Funny enough, I started my career at Ernst & Young as well, where I am today, which is that's another story for another day. But my first job before that was internships, right? So I was very fortunate at a very young age to start internships the minute I started university. I didn't, wait. a lot of people wait till they're almost finished um, to start interning. But I started the very first year. And quite frankly, I started as an investment banker. I actually started my, you know, my corporate career as an investment banker at Citibank on Wall Street in New York City. I did that for two years and decided there was no way in hell I wanted to be an investment banker. It was not my life. So I concentrated on the accounting and finished and got a job with Einstein Young, which I also interned for and eventually invited me back for full time. I was very excited naturally, but after the first three, four months of the job, I started to get very bored. Again, um, as much as I'm, an, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a math person at hand and very math numbers focused i'm also very artistic you know i'm very very artistic so i realized that being an auditor and counting and trying to catch thieves was not my thing um i i, I still yearned for something more creative you know something that was not always going to be the same um, but still that would still also make me analyze and i couldn't find it but of course you know i come from this from a background i'm, I'm from africa i'm from ghana you stick with what you do. You said you're going to school for accounting, you're going to work in accounting. Your parents are proud of you. You can't just quit. Okay. So I continued for accounting for about a year. But there was one thing I realized um, when um, 
when I was going out on these engagements, on my assignments, on my audits, I noticed that, you know, back then in 2004, a lot of the financial statements were not, no longer prepared by hand. At that point in, 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 in the world, I guess, technology was taking over rapidly. So before where we would be balancing our, doing our balance sheets, creating our cash flow statements, all the fun stuff that accounting has to offer, it was slowly being replaced by machines. Now it was plugging in numbers and taking out whatever the system gave you. And that was what we were auditing. So I, re I realized that mm, very soon, it's going to be, everything is going to be focused not on us really doing the numbers and the accounting, but really on the systems. And that intrigued me because like I told you, I always wanted to be an engineer, right? So the idea of systems meant that I could have my math and my numbers game, but I could also be artistic because technology is just always changing. It's never the same. So I decided, hmm, I was going to try and see if I could marry the two, marry the accounting and systems. But at that time, it was impossible. As much as systems were taking over gradually, it also wasn't that big of a thing back in 2004, you know? So that leads me to my first step with, you know, transitioning into a new career without starting over. The very first step is have that vision and believe in it. So have that vision that this is what I think I'd like to do. Even if it's a remote thought, even if it's not a 100% I'm going to do this because let's be frank, a lot of people, a lot of us, including me, don't really know what we want to do, especially when we're so young, right? So just have that vision that, wait, hold on, this could be a thing. Let me explore. And that's where it starts. So that's, where the, that's the baby step. Very first step is to really believe in a vision, whatever it is. I am going to focus on technology just because that's my story and that's where I went. I went to, but my story and what I'm going to share with you is transferable across any industry, okay? I've made it industry agnostic. So you have your vision. You have an idea of what you think will drive you. Make sure it's something you actually have a passion for because, you know, it's cliche. We always hear, make sure you're doing something you really love and it doesn't feel like a job, blah, blah, blah. It's true, but I can honestly tell you that when I had to sit down and think about what I was going to talk to you about today, I was actually excited and I was motivated because finally I'm at a point in my life where I'm actually doing something that excites me. It's a, it's a long weekend here in America. Tomorrow is a holiday and Monday tomorrow is a holiday. But guess what? I actually have plans to log in and do some work. Why? Because it actually suits me. I actually enjoy working now because I'm doing what I like. So we have our vision. Are, we, are you all with me at this point? I'm hoping you all are with me and you kind of understand. Yeah. And can connect we me a little are bit. here. We are here. Perfect. I mean, I'm tempted to take the mics off so people can react, but we just want to soak it in. So we're with you. I'll be here. My mic will be on. Yes, I want you guys to bombard me with questions at the end of my 30 minute speech, all right? So mm -hmm. we have our vision, we're good to go, we're excited, right? Share your vision. Find at least one person that you know would not judge you, but will also tell you the truth and share that vision. Because one thing I find is when you talk to anybody about your plan, it's, it's very hard. Our culture also is don't tell anybody what you're doing no, because people will spoil. It's true. There are some people you never know who is in your corner. But find that one person you can trust who will just listen to you, if not even to advise you, just listen. Because when you talk, when you say things, it really comes to life. It manifests. 
whatever you say, it does come to be. It does come to pass. It might take time, but it happens. So your vision is your first step. When you are convinced enough after a week or two that that vision is still what you see and what you want, then your next step is to really consider the switch. And to, to do that, you start with your research. So what does that mean, right? How do you research? For me, research is a lot of things. It's first identifying which industry it is. So going back to my story again, I have worked across several industries. I shared with you that I did investment banking at City on Wall Street. Um, from there, I went into an accounting, I went to consulting for a big floor. From there, I actually worked for Orange Business Services, which is um, which used to be part of Vodafone in Ghana, but it's Orange in France. So I was an auditor for a telecommunications company. I've also worked in an autom automotive industry. I worked for Volkswagen um, in Germany. Um, and um, now here I am back. Oh, actually, in between that, and this is where it gets good. I, notice I have not mentioned anything to do with technology in those roles. So in between my Volkswagen stint and my current um, occupation, um, I wasn't in the technology industry, but here I am now as a leader in the technology industry. So in between that, I actually took a step and went to a little known company that nobody knew about, and I'll share that with you a little later. All right, but that's where, where, I'm, where I'm taking you. I went, I had my vision, and then I did my research. I picked an industry. I picked an industry that was a strong industry, and that was also emerging. I didn't want something that was static, that was already there. I think that if you're going to choose an industry that is static and has been in, been there for ages, then it has to be something that is very, has to do with life or death, such as medicine, which is not going anywhere. But in truth, even medicine is becoming very techno technology advanced, um, as we're going to see with COVID, and we're going to see how um, AI is going to be taking over a lot of human functions, but we'll get to that later. Um, so do your research. Pick one industry, and I say one and only one, because it's very easy to get carried away with the possibilities of things you can do. The mind is a very powerful thing, and we are all capable of doing so much more than we actually see. But my advice is to pick one industry and do your research. And what does research look like, right? Research looks like talking to people who are in that industry already. Talking to people that have moved into that industry from another industry. People like me. Talk to people who are already in this industry. Study the way they talk. Study the terms they use. You know, if you're going into a technology field, you're going to be hearing things that they talk about, like, oh, coding or Python, or there's specific terms or jargons that they use in whatever industry you're trying to get into, learn those terms. It doesn't matter whether you understand it or not, learn and familiarize yourself with how these people talk, okay? Subscribe to online newsletters. Subscribe to blogs on the topic of that industry. Um, join professional groups, go for conferences, trade shows, networks, you know, and just meet. put yourself in the, in the space to meet people in that industry, no matter how good or bad or how much or how little you know. Just put yourself in there, you know, and start thinking like them and acting like them, even if you don't really have it. You know, fake it till you make it, right? So that's where we go with that. So by doing that, by aligning yourself slowly with that, you're identifying your connections to your current network. You're picking people's brains without even realizing it. Once you find somebody who is in the capacity or in, in, in the position that you'd like to see yourself in, pick, take, take them out, take them on, approach them, invite them for a drink, have lunch with them, try and talk to them and see their brain, listen to their story, because you will find some similarities with you, I guarantee it. 
Okay, so this is a great way to gain valuable insights, you know, into the market and into the opportunity you want. So once you do that, like I said, you need to do one change at a time. Otherwise, you're going to be overwhelmed. One change at a time. You've got your vision, you're doing your research, and you're trying hard to network, but once at a time. It's going to take a long time. Always put at the back of your mind that it's not going to happen tomorrow. And so the fact that it's not going to happen tomorrow does not mean it's not going to ever happen. It is going to happen. I need to always envision it. By the way, that vision I spoke about earlier, you need to think about that vision every morning and every night. Every morning and every night, you need to talk about that vision because it's going to manifest. All right? So once you have your research on and you have a very good idea of what the industry looks like, you want to look at your current skills. Okay, you want to look at your current skills that are transferable. A lot of the time, that is your soft skill, right? Those, that's the way you communicate with people. That's the way you're, you can lead people, the way you encourage people. You know, it's, you know, um, it, it can also be your hard skills, you know, how good you are with computers or how good you are with public speaking or gathering people or debating. Whatever skills that you see that you currently have, try and mirror it into that new professional that new role that you want where are the similarities first look at where the holes are what you need to do to get there but more importantly look at what you have now that can transfer there so for me for my example i was an accountant i know nothing about technology i don't know how to code for the sake of me i still don't know how to code however i know that because i'm a trained accountant i know how to analyze things i know how to analyze data I know how to think of what if. I know how to think about risk. Okay, I'm a risk professional. I, everything in accounting today is based on risk. The risk of something not being what it really seems like. That's what we accountants are here for, to, be, to, to tell the truth, to be accountable. Okay, so I'm thinking in technology, right? How do we rely on technology? How do we know that when we are sending an email, that email is going to be sent all the way completely and accurately, right? So that's a skill I can transfer. that I know how to... I'm capable of looking at things from end to end. So although I can't code, I can look at a system or I can look at what a system is supposed to do and see if it's really doing that. I don't need to know how to code to do that. Right? All right. So you look at your transferable skills and you see where you know you can plug that in. That's that's a win. Doing that alone, you, you can see where how you can go forward and where you have the gaps you can concentrate on. So that leads me to my next step surround yourself with people in that new field okay this is where networking is so important things like connect talking to mentors talking to people who know nothing and who know everything pursuing job leads applying to jobs left and right like your head is not there like your head no day right apply for 100 jobs to even get a one response Love that. What do I? <laughs> you have you, you cannot say I've applied to one job or five jobs and I'm not getting, you have to apply. For me, I applied to 150 jobs to get one response. It doesn't matter. Make sure though, when you're applying, that even though you know it's not, you don't have that necessary experience in the job requirements, you're still applying and you let the people know that I know you're looking for this. And though it doesn't appear that I have this, but this is what I can give you. And because I'm this, and because this is what I have, this is how I can help you in this role. So always, when you're starting, when you are switching into an industry, I would always, always advise, in addition to your CV, always have a cover letter. 
because that is what is going to explain what your strengths are. Given the fact that you don't have this, the requirements, all the requirements that they have, you want to highlight what you can bring to the table, even though to them it doesn't look like, well, I can't code, but guess what? I'm a fast learner. I can't code, but I was able to do this at this job, do this in three months. There's no guarantee that I, there's a guarantee that I was able to learn how to code in six months and give you what you want. And in addition to that, I'm also this, I'm also that, I'm also that. Highlight yourself. So I would say just prepare a cover letter that highlights your strengths to cover the weaknesses or the gaps that you don't have. Okay. And continue at all times to keep, just keep talking to people in that field. The next step I will say is to volunteer. Now, I'm going to be frank and I'm going to reel you with you, right? When we say we're going to work, it's all about the money. It's all about the moolah, right? We work because we want to eat, okay? So while I would say volunteer, and volunteering sounds like free, yeah. There are sometimes you're going to, it's a, going to be a trade-off. It's going to be an opportunity cost, okay? If you have the chance to volunteer in this new frontier, in this new field that you've never been in, that you're excited about, it shows that you're passionate. So you're going to volunteer. You're going to trade off that money. Part. You can also take another job, take a new job in that field that will not, maybe not be your same position or higher. Again, going back to myself. When I was at Volkswagen, I was actually a senior manager and assistant vice president of governance risk and compliance. That was for financial and operational risk. But I really desperately wanted to get into technology. I was really getting sick and tired of the numbers and looking at numbers and trying to convince CFOs that, you know, their balance sheet. I was just tired of it, literally. I really wanted to be a full-on technology girl, but I couldn't code. And, you know, we have, that, we, have, we have that mindset that technology means development. It's not true at all. And I will share that with you again a little later. So what I did was I left a big global company as Volkswagen. Everybody thought I was mad, including Phyllis. <laughs> thought I was crazy. And I, went, I went for two and a half years to a very small company. In fact, the company is a brand new company. Um, it was a joint venture by two mortgage companies that was created to create this technology platform for the housing market in America. Nobody knows this company. If I tell you yourself, you wouldn't even know. Right? I left a, a big job at a big company and I went to a, I, did, I, I didn't even maintain my same role. I went for a manager role, which was less than what I was doing, but it was a technology company and it was a startup company. Nobody knew this company. But in the two and a half years that I was there, I, cannot, I have never learned anything in my life more than I learned in those two and a half years. I learned so much about starting up a technology company. I learned so much about the different things that could go wrong and how to fix them. I learned about all the new technologies. You know, I, I, I took all the certifications that I could take because that company also, because it was new, they were trying to attract people. They were trying to attract, attract talent. And so they would pay for all these um, educational opportunities. They'll pay for all these conferences. They'll pay for all these certifications. And I took advantage. Every certification they would give, I would take. I, I, I really wanted to get into technology. I didn't want to stop making money. I still wanted to work. So I took a lesser role at a lesser company just so that I could learn. Because then that propelled me to get further. When the time came where I felt like, okay, I feel like I know enough. I can go out into the world again and be, you know, and be higher and, and be my bo be a boss again, you know, be a boss. Um, I decided that I, I could do it. And here I was. Um, interviewing for all these companies, and I will share this with you. I interviewed for Amazon. I got the job with Amazon, um, but 
this job that I'm in right now with Ernst Young is, I mean, it was beyond my wildest expectations. And I would never have been able to be that much of a leader in a whole new field without having taken one step back to learn it again. So the trick is never to see yourself too small, but also don't see yourself too big that you feel like you can't compromise. Okay. And, you know, just talk to people. I think my biggest strength and the biggest aid I had was talking to people. I will talk to all the tech people on the job. I will talk to all the people in information security. I'm lucky. I have that, that gift where I just know how to talk to people, but I will talk to them. I would ask them what's, what was going on in, in, in their daily work. You know, that's how I was learning the terminology. Oh, InfoSec is saying this. What is InfoSec? Then I'll go research. I'll find out what it is. Or, okay, can you tell me what blogs you read? When I had interviews, I, would, I had no shame. I'd be like, Mr. Conrad, can you please help me? I have a big interview tomorrow and I'm scared. I don't know if I know much about industry. I know that I have all these certifications and I've learned over the past two years, but hey, am I even, you know, can I really do this? You know, he's like, you can do it. This is this, this is this, this is it. Had I not taken that courage to talk to someone, I, I don't think I would have that confidence in myself. But for the mere fact that somebody else could see it in me, it gave me all the confidence I needed. And at the yes. end of the day, when I, was, when, I, when, I, when I went for these interviews, that came. I just kept on remembering all the things that people told me of how great I was. And, I, and some kind of fire was just released during my interviews. So at the end of those three years of going back in my career, guess what happened? I didn't, my, my problem then was which position to pick. Because everywhere mm. I went to an interview, I got an offer. And mm. I told people, including Miss Phyllis here, saying, oh gosh, <laughs> I, I have this and I have this, and I don't know which one to pick. And in the end, I went to the ones where I would have influence to help somebody else. And yeah. guys, my last message out of everything that I've said is at every stage that you are, help. Help somebody else. Because the more you help someone, the more you talk to people, the more you grow without even realizing it. So my advice to you is, with everything I said, show passion. Be patient. Let your passion speak. Let your passion for this new venture you want shine. Understand why you're interested in this, in this industry or this new change. Why is it so appealing to you? Let that show when you talk. Let that show in the cover letter. I'm telling you, it's so easy to convince anybody if you really have passion. So as much as I've said all these things, the main point here is to be true to yourself. Understand what, it's, what it takes for you to be passionate and go and start there. That's where your vision starts. But remember, take baby steps. A meeting, <laughs> conference joining a connect call, calling Miss Phyllis on, for a connect experience. Telling Miss Phyllis you want to talk to me and you need my email address. I'm very happy to email and contact anybody if they wish. That's where it starts. I might not be able to get you a job, but I might be able to lead you in the yes. right direction. So I'm not going to wrap up right now. There's so much more I can say, but I don't want to talk too much and I don't want to take over. So I'd like to turn the floor over. Over to you. And again, okay. Sa is a connector, so she's here. So don't worry, okay? 
I am. And if there are questions that you guys have that you want to further explore that were not talked about or answered in full here, please, you know, feel free to write up a list, send it to Phyllis through Connect. I'm happy to come back again and do like a question and answer session where I don't talk and I let you guys ask me and, and you know, probe me and I'm, I'm happy to share whatever experiences I have. So I'll be happy to come back again. But to wrap everything up and to close whatever I said, I want you to start um, thinking about everything start with the passion the why take baby steps get closer to people you might not land the job of your dreams in the industry of your dreams next week but it will happen you may be able to find that stepping stone that will get you much much closer so my advice is to slow and steadily win this race you can do it i've done it you can do it connect is here to help you so thank you so thank you Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I mean, I can't even begin to, to. I mean, Sa is my sister. She's my, she's my sister-in-law. She's my, she's my confidant, you know. But when it comes to technical stuff as well, she's there. And I will tell you this: the friends that you meet, don't take them for granted. Invest time in them, you know. Um, make time for them. It's difficult, but remember they will be your network. They, that is your network. It's very important. And with Priscilla on this call today, you know, to, to back up Sa and to back me up, you know, I met Priscilla when we were 16, 15, and she has not left my side, you know. And so for me, it's, it goes back to say, invest. It's called social capital. You know the way you put money in the bank? You need to invest in your social capital. Have those five, six strong people that always grow themselves. They challenge you. They push you. When they call you, they want to know what, what the growth is. When Sarah calls me, I, I mean, I have to be accountable. When Priscilla messages me and calls me, I have to be accountable. And I, I love it. So please invest in that. Thank you so much, guys, for tonight. All of you that made all those questions that we couldn't answer, I will get to them. We'll have another session. We'll have an amazing session for emotional intelligence. I'm gonna bring Priscilla back. Um, I mean, I'm gonna bring Sarah back for questions and answers. Um, Priscilla is gonna take a session. We'll check with her on her, her we'll check with her with her schedule, um, Sarah's schedule as well. And then Priscilla will come and take care of um, the human resource side as well. Um, and there's so many mentors that, that are willing to help us. I just want you guys to show up and be brave, be courageous because you can do it. Connect us here to listen to you, to talk to you, and to direct you, to wheel you. That's why our logo is a wheel. We connect in the wheel, but then that's the wheel that will take you in the right direction. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful night, and I'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.